welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. This is the first day of the month of March. It is no longer Black History Month. Why do I say that? Well, I'm in a I'm in a, an atmosphere in Albany. I work for the New York State Legislature, the Assembly Republican Conference, to be uh, exact. And, you know, for the entire month of February, and it's not just February, it's every day at the legislature, everything is so racial. I mean, everything's about black this and black that, white this and white that. When you're around it all day, every day, you become kind of inured to to the racial situation. I don't think there is racial turmoil in the country. I think the left tries to stir it up. They try to keep it front and center because it benefits them. And I've talked about this, this, uh, this constant focus on race and ethnicity and, uh, and, and sexuality. It's all part of critical race theory. That's what's being taught in our public schools, at least for the time being. And it's especially acute in Albany. And, you know, a friend of mine with whom I work, uh, he and I are the same age, same educational background, same uh, uh, ethnicity. We're both old Irishmen. And he said to me today, he said, I just can't take it anymore. It never bothered me before, but everything down here is about race. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. And, you know, most people are. Most people have had enough of it. And I think the left is continuing down this road at its own Detriment. People are tired of the racial stuff. I thought it would go away after they got rid of Trump. They, the establishment, the swamp. And I thought when Trump was gone, that, that, that would be the end of it. But it's gotten only worse. So Monday of this week, the president, who we know is a racist, he's been a racist all his life probably. And he can try to fool some of the people some of the time, but we all know who he is. He told Charlemagne the God, the uh, the black... Uh, talk show host, he said that if you you if you're not voting for me, you ain't black. So, I didn't vote for him, and I'm not black. A lot of black people didn't vote for him. During a Black History event Monday of this past week, he went down the racial road again. Biden made another racist comment, and then he attempted to pander. And it's sickening to watch this guy, and it's sickening to watch black people support him. He said, if, you know, just because I'm white doesn't mean I'm stupid or I'm Irish. Just because I'm, I don't even know what he said. You know, so he's suggesting white people are stupid and that white people are supposed to sit back and take it. Now, I don't have the, it's only like a five second long video. It's not worth playing. He's, he's an idiot. The guy's an idiot. And yes, he's white and he is stupid. But that's one white man. That doesn't mean all of us are dumb. So Scott Adams, creator of the comic strip Dilbert, got into some trouble this week. He described people who are black as members of a racist hate group during an online video show. I don't know Scott Adams. I don't know what is, what's in his heart. But Andrews McMeal Universal announced Sunday it is severing ties with a cartoonist. Now, all the usual suspects did the same. The Washington Post, the LA Times, and other newspapers across the country had already announced they would no longer carry the syndicated comic strip. He said, Adams, he urged white people to, quote, get the hell away from black people during a racist rant on his online video program. This came after Adams urged white people to get the hell away from black people during a rant on his online video program, which he labeled, during which he labeled black people a hate group. So anyway, this, uh, and I'm going to read you a report here from Mandalit Del Barco. That's, I don't know how you pronounce his name. He's, Adams opened up 
this episode on the, of the online program discussing the presidential bid by Republican multimillionaire uh, entrepreneur Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. I'm not sure that's how you pronounce his name. He's 37 years old. He, again, multimillionaire, presumably a self-made millionaire. Then 13 minutes into the video, Adams began the, his screed by citing the results of a recent public opinion poll conducted by Rasmussen, which this report classifies as conservative-leaning. I'm not sure if that's the case. I'm sure it's not. But, you know, to people who write and read Yahoo News, maybe it is conservative-leaning. conservative, conservative leaning. So by telephone and online, the group surveyed a 1,000 American adults. Doesn't mention the racial breakup of the 1,000 adults. But the question was, do you agree or disagree with this statement? It's okay to be white. Well, I think it is. Some of my best friends are white. The report found 72% of the respondents agreed it's okay to be white, including 53% who are black. Some 26% of black respondents disagreed, and 21% said they're not sure. They're probably afraid. The poll also found that that 79% of all respondents agreed with the statement black people can be racist too, and they certainly can be. Racism isn't just, you know, uh, confined to one group. It's not just white people, not just white heterosexual males who are racist, but blacks can be racist too. The statement, it's okay to be white, has been repeated on right-wing websites and in speeches. The Anti-Defamation League has denounced it as a hate chant. Now, I don't understand how that can be a hate chant. It's okay to be white. It's not okay to be white? Is that racist too? The, see, the, the, the reverse never works. It does not ever work in reverse with the left. So on his YouTube live stream program, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look for it. Real Coffee with Scott Adams, the cartoonist, said the results of the poll demonstrate the country's racial tensions can't be fixed. And a lot of people agree with him. Maybe they can't be. He supported Donald Trump. That's really the issue. He was a vocal supporter of Trump. That's why the left has targeted him, black and white. And he also claimed previously, Adams, that he was a victim of racism in Hollywood and in corporate America. I mean, I don't do comic strips, but a lot of people do in this country. So Dilbert satirizes office culture. I did, I've read it a couple of times. I mean, it's mildly amusing, like, you know, like some comic strips. But according to Andrews McMeal syndication, Dilbert appeared in 2,000 newspapers in 65 countries and in 25 languages. And Adams has made news with other controversial statements, including questioning the accuracy of the Holocaust death toll. That's going to be a killer. And that's been, you know, a problem for him, questioning anything about the Holocaust, which I don't. Six million Jews were killed during the Holocaust. And if you question that, there's something wrong with you. Evidently, he has. On his video show last week, the 65-year-old said he had been identifying as black because I like to be on the winning team. This is what he said. And that he used to help the black community. Adams said the results of the Rasmussen poll changed his mind. I'll just give you a direct statement. It turns out that nearly half of that team doesn't think I'm okay to be white adding that he would re-identify as white. I mean, obviously, he's white. I'm going to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. It makes no sense to help black Americans if you're white. It's over. 
don't even think it's worth trying. Now, I re- recall a statement that, and I think I've mentioned this on this program before and on the radio show I had for years. I had a gentleman uh, who I'm quite fond of, Jesse Lee Peterson. We've kind of lost touch over the last couple of years. He's a black uh, minister, has his own talk show out in Los Angeles, and he told me one time many years ago, Ted, it's most black people don't like white people. You know, I found I was surprised by that. I don't know why I would be, but I was. My wife, as you know, most of you is black. We have four beautiful biracial children, and I don't think there's an issue with race in this country. I said at the top of the program, I think the the left tries to play up the differences, but really there is no racism. And he said that to me, and he believes it. There is no racism in this country, no systemic racism. Certainly there are certain people who are racist, white and black, but I, I don't think there's systemic racism. I think that's long over in America, but the left would like to keep it alive. So they put in a president like this nitwit we have in the Oval Office, Joe Biden, and he certainly is, I mean, he doesn't have all his marbles. He wasn't the brightest guy in the world in his prime. Now at 80, he certainly passed it well past his prime. So they put him in the Oval Office, the left, and they, uh, you know, they, they try to make hay with racism. They think it's still going to benefit them, and, you know, it, 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 it isn't going to benefit them. It's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt the country. It is hurting the country. It's time it ends. And it's time those of us on the right call it for what it is. People who try to make hay with racism are just trying to stir up trouble because obviously it's an issue that has uh, hurt the country. It's, it's, it's a part of our past. And I, I believe it's a part of our past. It's an ugly part, but it's over. But the left won't let it go. And you know, they have their useful idiots, people who don't know any better, thinking, well, maybe there is some racial turmoil in the country. Maybe, you know, maybe Donald Trump is, is really a racist. Of course, it's all nonsense. Uh, I, you know, I think Joe Biden is a racist. I think, uh, I think Jill Biden probably is. I think uh, Nancy Pelosi is. I think most liberal Democrats have a racial past. They're, they're, they are hiding something. You know, uh, David Soares is the Albany County District Attorney, and he is a black man and a Democrat through and through. But he was disinvited to a hearing of the Senate, the uh, New York State Senate this week, because he had some information that the liberal Democrats in the Senate and in the Assembly don't want to hear. This business of no cash bail is killing New York State. It was passed as part of a uh, a series of bills in 2019, and the results are in, and I'm telling you something, New York State's in a heap of trouble. And he had the information this week, and he got disinvited. He got a call or an email or a text from some backbencher in the Democratic Party, and they he, they said basically, uh, Mr. DA, don't bother coming. We're disinviting you. But he's the DA in Albany. He's black, a Democrat, and he's a fierce critic of the criminal justice so-called reforms that were adopted by the legislature a couple of years past. He said they've made the state less safe and they victimized black residents. That's who always suffers the most from this, from these kinds of idiotic laws or reforms, so-called. Black people, brown people, people of color, Hispanic people, they suffer more than white people. Now, these laws were adopted, there's these changes in the legislature in 2019 to keep more black and brown young men out of prison. Well, maybe that's worked. 
but they've turned some of these criminals, career criminals in many cases, turned them back out into the streets and they recommit similar crimes or more, more serious crimes. And they, they equate any kind of incarceration with slavery. They've said as much. And it's time to call him on it. It's not working. And, you know, Soros, to his credit, has called him on it. And he's been disinvited from a hearing in Albany this week. We'll talk more about that in the future. Let's see. One final thing. I want to talk about what's happening in East Palestine. Democrats just don't care about working class people, especially people who voted for Donald Trump. That's the bottom line. I don't think they care about what happens to average people. The flyover states. And, you know, East Palestine, Ohio, where this uh, this train derailment took place, 70% of the people in East Palestine voted for Donald Trump. That's the reason Joe Biden has not visited East Palestine, nor has the Secretary of Transportation, so-called, Sweet Petey uh, Buttigieg. And he won't visit. Maybe he will after the dust clears and it becomes safer for the, for the uh, ruling elite to uh, pay a visit to the folks in East Palestine. But they don't care what happened. I mean, they turned down FEMA's request, Biden has, implying the disaster wasn't quite big enough. But some, somehow Team Biden deemed it too big. What East Palestine needs is much more expansive than what FEMA can provide said one administration official. Okay, what what do they need? You're denying them money so far, at least FEMA has. And the slapdown comes after Biden reportedly told Ohio Governor Mike DeWine that uh, the feds would give anything you need to help. Well, it's mixed messaging. Some things you need will give you. Our kids will breathe cleaner air, drink safer water. Even as Ohioans gulped bottled water and suffered acrid chemical stenches, as the New York Post put it. We'll give you anything you need, just not, well, not that, not money. But Buttigieg is the guy in charge of the transportation infrastructure, and he's been AWOL. It's a joke. These people are an absolute joke to think Pete Buttigieg runs the transportation department. He's responsible to getting getting aid to these people in East Palestine. They're not getting it. They're not drinking safe water. They're not breathing clean air or safe air. They're being told they are by the government. The government just says things and then just lies to people. Plays with people's emotions, plays with people's health. And we're supposed to believe everything the government tells us. Well, <laughs> party's over. People don't believe Joe Biden. They don't believe him. They don't believe the government is telling them the truth. As Ronald Reagan famously said back when he was president, the nine most dangerous words in the English language. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Don't believe it. That's going to do it to it. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in to this edition of the Pac-Man podcast. You want to email me directly and we can communicate directly. It's Pac-Man, P-A-C-M-A-N at the BMG Network.com, all lowercase. Some great podcasters up on the BMG Network. Check them out. We have columns up there for you, too. You just dial up the Pac perspective and you'll get a column a week. If you like what you heard, please hit like, hit subscribe. We need subscribers and hit share and tell your friends about the Pac-Man podcast. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. 
The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.